Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey everyone, estás escuchando a So Violento, So Macabro podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee nos va a contar de un caso que sucedió en la Ciudad de México. Becoming an activist is to bring about political and social changes to a specific cause. The LGBTQ plus community has been fighting for equality for decades. And as of October 26, 2022, Tamaulipas became the 32nd and the last state in Mexico to legalize same-sex marriage. Although it's a win for the LGBTQ plus community, there's still so much more to uncover in Mexico. This week, we discuss the tragic case of Camilia Ignacia Villa Bolonco. Advertencia: La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. en especial a todas mis amigas, a toda mi gente de Chile. Hoy es el gran día. Voy a dar mi primera presentación como activista eh, acá en México. Voy a representar a Chile. Me dice, tú eres amigo de Camila, se la acaban de matar, la encontraron muerta. Y ninguno de sus amigos tampoco sabía de las penurias que ella estaba pasando. ¿Qué es lo que le estaba pasando principalmente? El tema con su pareja. Entraron siete días después porque los vecinos se quejaban del olor. Entonces entró el arrendatario a ver qué estaba sucediendo y fue que encontraron a Camila, bueno, no sé si darte detalles, pero en una... Horrible, ¿sabes? O sea, si yo me entero que mi pareja falleció, el primero en saltar sería yo. Yo estoy enojadísimo porque nadie se merece irse de esa forma, nadie se merece que le arrebaten su vida y mucho menos... Una persona como Camila... Hablábamos un día por medio, todas las noches, a más dos días. Entonces habían pasado muchos días y no sabía nada de ella. Incluso tenían un, una junta ellos donde Camila no llegó. Llama a la, a, la, a, la, a la administradora y le dice, vaya a golpear la puerta a Camila. No sabemos nada de ella. Siento que algo pasa. Camila Ignacia Villa, o Camila Ignacia Villa Bolonco, was a 43-year-old trans woman from Concepción, Chile. She was also known as Camila Bolonco. Her friend, Jonathan Cuevas, 
told 24 Horas that, quote, she was beautiful, glamorous, just like Cecilia Carolina Polonco, the 1987 Chilean Miss Universe. Camila was an activist. She was a model. She was a TikTok influencer. She had charisma. She had beauty. She had so much more to give this world. And you can see it reflected on her social media and her and the way she projected herself to her audience. She was well known as an activist in Chile for all her life. She was part of the Sindicato de Tra Trabajadoras Sexuales para las Personas de Trans y Transvestis in Chile. According to her friends, this put a big target on her because she was in defense publicly for trans women as well as sex workers. So it was kind of a way that Camila was portraying herself that made her an easy target to people that were homophobic, transphobic, even, you know, based on like her way of lifestyle, the way that she put herself on social media. So for her friends, they knew that she played a very particular risk when it came to how she spoke about her causes. But at the same time, that's what drove her. That yeah, was her motivation. It, yeah, it did not stop her from becoming the person that she wanted to be. During the pandemic, she decided to leave Chile in pursuit for a better life by moving to Mexico City in 2020. When she arrived in Mexico, she began to adapt herself to the city and started to become an activist and collaborate with other uh, trans um, organizations in order to continue her activism. She became a speaker and would appear in many conferences and educate others about the LGBTQ community. Jonathan Cuevas told Pagina 7 de Chile, quote, Era una tremenda persona, con un corazón bondadoso. Ella luchaba por las mujeres trans, que eran asesinadas. According to her friend Jonathan, the last time he had spoken to her was on May 27 on WhatsApp. That was the last time her notifications popped up on WhatsApp to show that she was on. He says that he would contact her almost daily. So they were either talking in the morning or talking in the night. And they would have full-blown conversations when it came to, you know, her lifestyle, what was going on in her life. She was very close connected to her friends in Chile as well as the ones in Mexico. So she was always connected. She always had her phone. She always checked in on everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for her to just not not be heard of after that date was pretty odd. On May 31st, Camila's um, last conference was actually published to Facebook for the Facebook page Ex Existimos, which was a conference where um, they talked about the tragedies that were happening in Mexico and how often transgenders people get, you know, murdered in the city and how certain aspects of, of their lifestyle is being judged and, and ridiculed by society and how they can possibly change that and organize like marches and, and, and how can they spread the information, you know, to other people. The most key point when it comes to this interview is that 
a lot of her colleagues that were in that same conference said that Camila looked so emotional and so vivacious when it came to talking about these um, these these things that happened to transgender people. And she told them how, you know, the tragedy of this is that the violence against transgenders and transvestites have been growing numerously throughout Mexico, especially since the beginning of the pandemic. And it really hit her because it was her passion to talk about these these sort of uh, cases and sort of these sort of um, acts and and try to bring light to them in order to possibly have some sort of change in in the community. According to her friend, Camila was intended to go to a meeting for the trans organization that week, but she never showed up, which they found it very odd. So the last time she logged in was on May 27th, which was a Friday. Then the the publication of her conference was posted on the 31st, which, if I'm not mistaken, was on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they didn't hear from her within those couple of dates. So they found it pretty odd that she wasn't connecting or contacting anybody. On June 3rd of 2022, residents within the apartment complex that Camila lived in reported a strange smell come from Camila's apartment. According to different sources, some say that people in the apartment next to her were complaining about the smells. Others say that they passed by the home and they saw, like, um, worms coming out of the doorway. But overall, they all kind of had the same story where everybody was complaining that they didn't see Camila for a couple of days. And there was something like smell that came out of her apartment. The apartment manager ended up calling authorities to do a wellness check on Camila and possibly try to open the door and, you know, see what was the smell. Police officers arrived to the scene, knocked to see if there was anybody home. After no response, they decided to forcefully open the door to the apartment. According to detectives, those close to Camila said that they, that when officers entered the apartment, there was a very potent smell. The apartment itself was completely vandalized and there was blood everywhere. When they went into the bedroom, they opened the door and they found Camila in the state of decomposition tied up to the bed and her mouth was taped shut. According to different outlets, who we don't really know because there's not a lot of information regarding her case. They say that she was tortured in her apartment. But there is no concrete evidence because authorities have yet to show any forensic um, documents in regards to Camila's um, case or what ha- what they witnessed within the home. Now, después de un año... Mm-hmm. I've, I searched and searched and nothing was given. Like, the case itself has not have any sort of no, more information coming out. 
Yeah. He no. una semana to decompose yeah. in her room. Yeah. I cannot imagine lo que, lo que le hicieron a su cuerpo para que el olor fuera tan... Yeah. So strong uh, and... Uh, her friends and her family don't really say what was in the in the room. Mm -hmm. They just said it was a very horrific, horrific scene. But um, different outlets say different things, but it's not clear. According to Jonathan Cueva, investigators told them that there was puddles of blood everywhere. And in the bathroom, when they opened it, they saw it a complete mess. Like there was somebody trying to wash their hands and remove like blood from like clothing or from the floor that the bathroom itself was a huge crime scene Jonathan also says that the police officers that day have all the evidence all the evidence that could point to a specific suspect after that they can't really do anything about it because of the time frame that the murder happened whatever happened within the day that she got murdered to the day that they found her body they feel like they don't have any sort of like concrete um, evidence to concrete evidence to identify to someone. accuse mm -hmm. someone yeah according to the records that were uh, granted by the authorities to share to the public the body had probably had died seven days prior to them finding the body, which correlates to the last notification on her WhatsApp when she had logged in. The main suspect is said to be her partner, who has not been named and hasn't been disclosed to the public. According to her friends, this person had lived with Camila for a few months they had been living in the apartment and that they didn't know exactly if they had any issues with one another because she never really spoke about the relationship. They just knew about him, who he was, and brief descriptions of him, but that's all they knew about him. They didn't know any more details than what she actually gave them. According to Jonathan Cuevas, her ex-partner was a Mexican citizen and of Chinese descent. And once they found the body, they had found out that this individual had fled the country. Jonathan continues to tell 24 Horas that the evidence in the home and the fingerprints were all over the apartment. That now it's all left to the Chilean and Mexican authorities to find the person responsible to Camila's death. Habían fingerprints que no son de Camila. No. Pero, o sea, they don't. They, they, like, that they don't have any. Like, they themselves can't do anything about it. That the evidence is already given to the police mm -hmm. and they are the ones responsible to do anything with them. Mm hmm. They are demanding that the that the Chilean and the Mexican authorities consider this a hate crime against Camila. But after the body was removed from the apartment and collecting the evidence, the case itself has been at a standstill. 
you know, you know, to point fingers, but si tu novio vive contigo y desapareces, if he's not responsible for this, él hubiera hecho un reporte. Yeah. Oh, why, does he, why does he run? Yeah, and that's the same thing that Jonathan had told 24 Horas, where he's like, if my partner was living with me and they had nobody had heard from me in days, I would have done something to try to look for them. Mm-hmm. He's like, but this person never did. This person knew what they did and they left. They, they didn't stay around to see, you know, what was wrong or what happened. They yeah. knew what happened and they left. Yeah, y si alguien, a lo mejor si él salió y alguien entró y le hizo esto a ella, él mm-hmm. al regresar va a, ver, va a ver el cuerpo de su novia ahí. He should yeah. have called. Yeah. So, and and, and yeah. a lot of her friends say, you know, it's none of our... It's none of our business to point fingers on who right. did it because we right. don't have the Sorry, concrete evidence to say who was it. Yeah. He's like, but the fact that he fled, mm-hmm. pretty sure indicates that this person had something to something. do with the murder. Maybe it wasn't him, but he knew something. But he had, he has, yeah. he has to know oh, something. Wow. According to La Letra S. The accumulated murders when it comes to the people within the LGBTQ plus community that have been murdered from 2016 to 2020 totaled 459 victims. Wow. And trans women are the number one target when it comes to the primary victims. According to the same statistics, the number of trans women murdered that happened in Mexico in 2020 total to be 43 trans feminicidios, making it 52% of the LGBTQ plus cases in 2020. So out of all of the LGBTQ plus murders that happened in 2020, trans women being murdered is takes the number one spot of the cases within that specific um, statistic. When it comes to trans women, they are the victims of violence against their gender in two ways. They're part of the transphobic violence as well as the misogynistic violence. According to the Letra S, they have confirmed that now there is a new term when it comes to the violence of trans women. They want to combine both transphobic actions and feminicidios into one combined work and call it a trans feminicidio which involves that women are murdered by their gender as well as their sexual orientation as of now Camila's case is still open and the sa- this, the main suspect is still on the loose according to many articles he has yet to be identified and even less to be found by authorities. All we can see now is that we hope Camila gets the proper justice for what her, her family, her friends, and those who were part of her journey have gone through. Our hearts go out to those who have been touched by Camila's case, and better yet, for those who followed her through her activism 
as well as her journey through social media. This is the tragic case of Camila Ignacia Villa Bolonco. El baño estaba todo cochino, donde el gallo se lavó las manos. Y también hay harta información porque hay muchas huellas, hay mucho, hay mucho material. ¿Me entiende? O sea, si aquí se hace, se hace un buen trabajo, el culpable lo encuentra fácilmente. Camila era una gran persona, una gran activista. Se están agrupando las mujeres trans, están exigiendo sus derechos. Fue así como en Chile logramos cambios importantes. Clamamos justicia, esperamos que este hecho no quede impune. Una gran mujer, una gran persona que siempre traía una vibra increíble. La mujer trans es hasta los 35 años. ¿Por qué? Las mujeres trans son asesinadas por crímenes de odios, son asesinadas por crímenes transfóbicos. Que se aclare todo y que el culpable pague por lo que hizo, porque como te digo, material hay harto, harto. Y este fue el caso de esta semana. Um, the, one of the most important things when it comes to this specific case, for me at least, is that a lot of these transgender cases don't get publicized as much as we'd hope. Um, no, esos números que diste, that's high. Yeah, it is. And, years, that's high. and it's sad because there's not a lot of coverage, even just exactly. to get portions of Camila's case or, or anything about her life before her coming to Mexico or even after um, her murder, it's very slim. Very slim. And I feel like there still isn't enough coverage about it. Even though there's so many things that have happened that have been very progressive in Mexico, the fact that that some of these cases don't get the proper attention is completely heartbreaking. So hopefully within the next, you know, couple of months or years, her case gets the proper justice and the proper attention that it deserves. Um, so definitely our hearts go out to everybody who has been affected by her case. And um, and, and we just hope that, that change happens. Yeah. 100% um, and, agree. Yeah. And with that... Um, We hope you guys can tune in to the conversation. Let us know about your thoughts and your, um, you know, questions or regards when it comes to this case or any of the other cases that we've covered. Um, we know it's it's a tough time to, you know, in the news and, and then to also listen to true crime and and just get all of this information. And, and you know, it's completely fine. Um, but if you guys don't want to talk about that, if you want to talk about anything else, we're also open um, to any conversation you want to have with us. Um, our social media platforms are open for you to discuss whatever you may want to discuss. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on uh, TikTok and threads as at SVSM underscore podcast. Or you can follow us on Facebook as Sofinto Podcast. Just type it in. We should be the first, you know, account to pop up. Um, or you can listen to the rest of our catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream wherever you stream podcasts. Um, just type in so it's some account podcast, and um, we should be there. You can listen to all of our episodes through, you know, those platforms. Or you can download the Latina Podcaster Network app 
just type in, you know, Latina Podcaster Network app on your Apple store, I mean, Apple, your application store, and it should pop up. Type in Seven Smackout Podcast on the little search bubble thing, and we should pop up with um, all of our episodes there. Um, they also feature a lot of uh, Latino creators, like anything about finance, lifestyle, um, dating, parenting, finance, all the good stuff. Um, it's just a hub of a lot of Latino creators and, um, you know, just support the community. Um, and, you know, we could you could find us there, too. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's it. Think Am I forgetting good. anything? No, I think you okay. covered it all. Yeah, I think I covered pretty much everything. Um, but uh, yeah, if you guys have anything else to say, just let us know. We're open. Um, also, if you can do us the biggest favor in the world by liking, subscribing, and reviewing our podcast, mm -hmm. um, it would help us a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, live good, leave good reviews because that really makes us really happy. I know we shouldn't be reading reviews, but we do. Um, <laughs> but we read uh all yeah of them. we read all of them the good the yeah. bad the ugly we take um, them on to consideration but... and yeah we do yeah um we take suggestions that... too oh yeah we no, take suggestions no so perfect. if you also also it we take many suggestions we yeah. take suggestions when it comes to recording the podcast when it comes to editing the podcast when it comes to cases sometimes you give us cases and we add them to the list of, of episodes that we should cover so if you want us to cover a specific case send it to us on our social media platforms and um we'll add it to our list and it'll make it easier for us to like research and stuff because um sometimes we we just don't know what to research so there's so many <laughs> cases and we just there is we wish we can give them all you know in the proper hit, attention yeah the proper attention yeah but it's so many and sometimes there are some cases that too many of you mean a lot or you know if you were close to it or you read about it and it's something came up and you're like i want you know more information on this so just send us yeah send us a message yeah it might take us a while to cover the case because we do have a list of cases we want to cover but we'll get to it yeah definitely um mm -hmm. and we really appreciate it if you have sent us a case just yes know, it'll take yeah. some time but we will get to it um but yeah uh if i, I think that's it that's right? it yeah it's sweet. yeah yeah let us know what you guys are doing for the holidays you guys taking i know trips, going on vacations that would be interesting Thanksgiving um, is in two weeks i know this is so crazy how is it how is how is the year already almost over? It's insane. We're um, two months away <laughs> from the new year. Less than two oh months. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let us know what you're gonna do for the holidays. If you're mm -hmm. gonna put any decorations up, uh, I know Ali is gonna, you know, going crazy manic this weekend by going to Walmart and buying <laughs> a lot of things that she probably doesn't need. <laughs> okay. but, I'm like out there for everyone if you're a paris hilton fan if you're not the stuff the stuff that came out at walmart for her oh it's really I cute like it's, it's all pink and i'm like yeah, i need it i need it i need it that in words of paris hilton that's, that's hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> i love her i know i love her but uh I'm, yeah i'm wearing uh, pink now from now on 
Oh, yes, pink. Um, but uh, have, I think that's about it. Sorry, guys, we just kept on going. Yeah, we do. Sometimes we just do. We go on little rants, and um, so we apologize. Um, <laughs> but uh, enjoy your weekend, yes. and um, and you know, see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Uh, Bye. Yeah. Bye. Stay spooky.